0: los angeles underground it's time for your new favorite podcast the superiority complex
1: it's like honey in your ear holes
0: welcome back to superiority complex your new favorite podcast guys you're gonna hear some little interference today it is over 100 degrees here in the los angeles underground so uh, some of our some of our our friends have fans on and uh usually I would be like hey turn that fan off it sounds like you're going through a tunnel but it's 100 degrees outside so you can deal with it you can deal with the noise for right now so
2: it's hot
0: it is hot out there guys and john just informed me we may be in the imminent threat of a rolling blackout in a few minutes so we're going to try to get as much recorded as we can If this sounds incomplete at the end, you'll know what happened. Well, it it won't even get posted because I won't be able to post it. So it doesn't really matter. Nothing really matters to me. I like to try to do that song every time I uh, go to karaoke. I try to do that. uh... Who needs the quickie, Mars? top of the show uh shout out and congratulations and happy birthday to a friend of the show christopher graham our good buddy chris graham uh had a film in uh he had a, a film recognized by the oceanside film festival up in oregon mm-hmm. uh a short, short, fi- short film, film short film named um mm-hmm. uh, ada and uh i had not gotten a chance to see it but you can see chris's film uh noble fur his first film on um For a feature, I believe, on uh, Amazon Prime called Noble Fur. Uh, But congratulations and happy birthday to Chris Graham. Shout out. Big shout out to Chris Graham over at Last Light Pictures. Congratulations, sir.
2: I think one of his films was streaming on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Noble Fur. Noble, fir, yeah, noble yeah, fir. Very good. You like that? That's what he just said. That's what I just said. Somebody's not paying attention, but I'm not going to call attention to it because it's so hot. Why would we be at each other's <laughs> It's so hot. I'll do it for you. <laughs> it's so dang hot. How hot is it? It is so hot. The hipsters are drinking two cubes of artisanal cracked ice in their watercress juleps. That's how I it see. How do you like that? I get the picture. Can you make my Baby, martini extra outside. cold? It's hot outside. Mm. Baby, it. it's hot outside. To which the bartender, Can I get my ice crushed? To which the bartender should reply, I am not froze zone, madam. Uh let's talk about it. Froze. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's doing well? Everybody's doing well this week? Everybody's yep. good? It's yep. pumped. Yep. Yep. We're all surviving and thriving. Yeah, I understand, Jake. Got a, I understand, Jake got a new phone. Jake, what would you go with the uh, the iPhone or the Android? Uh, I went with the Galaxy S twenty plus. Oh, nice, nice. What is that twenty inch screen on that? Uh, almost, <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah, well, it be, sticks
2: um, out of his pocket by like ten
3: inches.
0: Everybody's just going to have a phone the size of a Nintendo Switch pretty soon. Yeah, that's going to happen.
3: After, I mean, the note, the notes, like the notes, bigger than the twenty plus, and I was surprised.
0: Let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys. It feels like you have a tablet. The kid uh, started school, so she's using the game room slash podcast studio as her classroom now. <clears throat> so I'm locked out of here all day, and I have to. I've had you know my Animal Crossing Island must be maintained, right? So I've been having to use the uh, the switch off of the, um, you know, oh, the, the handheld mode. God. Uh, boy, oh, that is – peasant. Boy, that is not good for uh, old eyes. I'll tell you that. That is it, look, it looks great. But boy do I need my glasses when I watch it. I can't find my little gold, my little gold my little honey pot. I can't find my uh, I'm looking around going, Where's my money? Where's my money? All right. Don't forget there's a bug off this Saturday, guys. Bug off. I don't oh know. my goodness. I don't know. <laughs> That's the same for you. You guys all quit playing. I'm still going. Still playing you started late. Big things are happening over at uh, Seabreeze Island. I understand Jake's Island is uh, undergoing a massive renovation project. Is that true?
3: Yeah, we're about ha- – maybe about halfway through at this point. Okay. Yeah, we gutted the entire island, leveled it, and then we're
0: slowly working on rebuilding everything. So are you- it's looking good. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, Patrick, did you see the big news? Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, there's a, a multiplayer mode coming, uh, free download coming in the fall. Uh, I did
2: not, but I'm really excited about that news. That it's, called, it's called Legends. It's like a lot of fun.
0: Ghost of Tsushima Legends. We can play together, and we fight waves of enemies together. Dude, I'm down. I know, I'm right? so down. Yes. Yes. I, I, f- I cannot wait. I finished I, the story mode. Did Excellent. You, did you? Did you love it? I did. I loved it. I loved it.
2: I haven't finished yet, but I am, I'm not but surely some. There's still
0: some it. cleanup to do. There's still some cleanup to do. You finish the story and there's still some stuff to do. It's like one of those things where you can revisit it. You know what I yeah. mean? So, but Just, uh, yeah, I'm
2: taking my time.
0: It's wonderful. Yeah, I took my time. It was fantastic. I, I give that. I give that. That game. That's a. That's as close to a ten as I can give. That game. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get into it, guys. You know, we got this. Now I'm thinking about this rolling blackout. Right. John scared me. If it
4: if if it happens, uh, I guess it has to hit like level three before they the plug.
0: Well, go turn off your washing machine, everybody. Do me a favor, right now. Everybody, get up. Unplug those appliances that don't need to be on. Because we're recording, like. Yeah, we're re- also we're recording. It'll cut down on the uh, interference. Yeah. All right, Justine, you're awfully quiet. Nice. Are you okay? I'm good. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> she always thanks Justine. Yeah, I love when she does that, guys. We watched two 1987 classics this week. We watched um, from Paul Verhoeven. We watched uh, Robot Cop. Robocop. And then we. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like somebody who just, just uh, never heard of it before. It's called Robot Cop. Robot and Cop, that- yeah. It's called uh, Ro- Robotic Constable on Patrol. And then uh, we have a Joe Dante, uh, some underrated gem of somehow forgotten from the 80s uh, Inner Space. So. Um, we always let Justine pick, but today we're going to let John, we're going to let Big John call today, we're going to call it Big John Special. Uh, John, <laughs> what would you like to do today, my friend? Which which movie would you like to start with? Uh, let's do Inner Space first. All right, Inner Space. Patrick. Oh, wait, we didn't do it. Hold Please? on. Hold on. Wait, before we do it. <clears throat> <clears throat> Yantan. Oh, shit. Yantan. 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 <inaudible> Da-da-da. Digital movies Da-da-da-da. Digital movies Da-da-da-da.
2: Digital movies
0: You're in the club but you I I miss the old verve you had with that. You had a lot of verve and I vim.
2: I I, I love doing it in the shop because I could just be as loud as I wanted and shock all the customers. So great there's a lot of a lot of that,
0: you know. Speaking of verve, yeah. did you guys happen to see that Ricardo Montalbán interview I posted with David Letterman back in the 80s? And I see. It. Not watch it from '87. It's on the it's on the the, the Twitter feed at Complex. Please watch it. You guys will be just just, just charmed as ever, uh, and with uh, Ricardo Montalban, John. You I think you may have remembered it. It's the one where Dave gets him to say uh, Corinthian leather. Yeah, I and, remember that. Yeah, yeah. Boy. <laughs> and, boy, what a guy! What a just a charming, just a classy gentleman. Just the, the epitome of class, and a great storyteller. Great, uh, had some great stories about working on Fantasy Island and and working on like the Colbys and stuff like that. And uh, it was really really great, really great interview. So check it out. And you know, it's one of those things, uh, John. We always talk about. You can tell when Dave kind of admired somebody because um, he would right. he would just kind of right. let him he would just kind of let him have the floor, you know, and just kind of interject right. here and Dave. there.
4: Yeah, yeah. You could. It was very rare, but you could always tell because he wasn't he wasn't. Interrupting or being a smartass, he really wanted to hear what they had to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really did. Uh, you could tell he was kind of enamored. It was, a, it was a really good interview, but check it out. Worth, worth, uh, worth seeing. But uh, yeah, uh, right on. Check it out. Uh, anyway, guys, let's go on to the digital movie club. Uh, so we are going to do. We're doing Inner Space first. This is uh, uh, Patrick's going to break down the numbers for us. Patrick, take it away. This
2: 1987 film released on July first. Uh, Got a 6.8 on IMDb, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the original budget was $27 million, and at box office, got a whopping $42 million.
0: Whew. All right.
2: A um, uh, scientifically mineralized marine unexpectedly finds himself floating around the body of a hypochondriac and trying to outwit saboteurs Woo. Want the device that shrank him, attempts by his colleagues to retrieve the little man protected inside a tiny submarine, are hampered by the would-be thieves.
0: Now, let me ask you guys a question. Do you see why we had to watch Fantastic Voyage first? Yep. You guys understand. (laughs) It all comes full circle. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes full circle. Uh, It
2: definitely does.
0: And this is directed by the great uh, Joe Dante, Who was probably most famous film, probably Gremlins uh also did the um the uh, the anthony story in um in uh, twilight Zone the movie is what we've seen him so far always uses uh, so
4: did uh also did the howling and uh matinee with john goodman we are we are really... going
0: we are going to see matinee we didn't we didn't watch the howling but we are going to watch uh, matinee uh but
4: oh that's great news yeah that's great news um, that's very underrated
0: well, let's talk about this one. John, John, did you happen to catch this one back in the theaters back in uh, 1987?
4: Yeah, I was a big, I've always been a big Joe Dante fan. I've seen everything he ever did. And um, it was it was really gratifying when people, he kind of got on the radar. Gremlins was such a big hit that he suddenly got a lot more work. You know, he's kind of like under the radar. And once Spielberg and those guys discovered him, uh, he started getting a lot more work. And he started getting bigger budgets, you know. So, uh, the first thing he did was a piranha, which was kind of like a low budget, uh, Roger Corman, um, jaws knockoff. And Steven Spielberg said out of all the jaws ripoffs that he'd seen over the years, that was the most inventive and, and the most fun. So he remembered Joe Dante's name. And when it came to time to do stuff like gremlins, he said, let's give this guy a call. He was great. you
0: know. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And what did you think uh John and and does it hold up?
4: Oh yeah, I, at the time I laughed my head off and I think it it still works. You know, even though it would now uh it would now be done all digital. I just think it really worked. The the effects were really inventive and uh the the chemistry between the three uh leads is just really good. And uh just a lot of fun, just a whole lot of fun.
0: You know what I one thing I noticed John was that um you know, they didn't use a lot of blue screen they used a lot of physical effects, so the effects actually hold up. You can tell they yeah. like it, you can tell it's a miniature model of like you know an artery with like the you know the blood vessels floating through it. It wasn't like this weird blue screen. It was actually they filmed miniatures and did stuff like that. They had like a rig.
2: The only time you really see the blue screen is when you see uh, the heart of in uh, or uh, what's his face in the uh, in the ship. Oh Cause yeah, yeah. Like because you. You see him, like, silhouetted on the outside of the miniature, and that's Lieutenant really- the part.
3: Tuck. You mean Kevin Costner? Or Dennis Quaid?
0: I love the way- <laughs> Dennis Quaid. I love how Jake Dennis was just so things. indignant. But, um, yeah, the only thing, that, like, you, you get, like, on the bigger scenes with, like, the heart, where you have to- you know, show up, you know, like this the scene of the heart, him coming up to – obviously, it's huge. You know, it has to be animated, so it's a big blue screen. But other than that, you know, all of the you inside shots – You know platelets?
4: Yeah. When he's in the bloodstream, all those platelets, they said those were like a, a thousand rubber uh, – red rubber uh, Frisbees. <laughs> it was like they had to get real creative. Those things were like little Frisbee-side – sized balloons you know <laughs> it just sort of blew all and some of it was jello the, those fat cells were like big old jello molds <laughs> so I love it real creative
0: yeah it looked really <laughs> it looked really cool I thought it had a really good look and yeah. and for an effects driven movie the effects really didn't uh, you know you, like a lot of movies we've seen in this era where they're effects driven you're like oh a lot of it really looked kind of held up be, again because they use actual models and things like that yeah. instead of yeah. just animating everything uh, and yeah. it's, it's still funny. I mean, uh, John, did you, you got to see the one scene where you, uh, you, there was a little mini SCTV reunion there for a second too.
4: Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot Joe, Joe Flaherty and, uh, Andrea Martin. Yeah. Yeah. They're
0: they're in the doctor's <laughs> <So> office.
4: Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. I love that. Are you talking to me? No. <laughs> Are you talking to me? No. You want me to?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, great. Joe Dante also uses a lot of the same guys. So you got to, we got to see Kevin McCarthy. Did you guys recognize Kevin McCarthy from Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Did you do? you, do you remember him yeah. from? And then he was also uh, Uncle Uncle. He's Uncle Kevin in uh, the Twilight Zone episode um, that we saw in Twilight Zone the movie. And then you know he uses guys like William Shallert and uh, you know. Yeah. All those guys, a lot and of... Rec- Dick Miller. Dick Miller, always Dick Miller. Dick Miller was the cab driver he this says, time. Uh,
4: he says, Dick Miller is in every single film of his. It's his good luck charm, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dick Miller's great, too. And you just make something out of the cab driver, you know, out of, you know, the f- five seconds he's in it as a cab driver is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he
4: said, basically, that was like a that was a day in San Francisco. That was a trip to San Francisco for Dick Miller, you
0: know? <laughs> you know what, John, you're right, though. For, for having not no screen time together, Dennis Quaid and Martin Short do, you know, it it says a lot about their acting ability when you believe they have this bond and they're never on screen together. Really, you know, until the very end. He said
4: that, he said that was the key. I was listening to the director's commentary and he said, that was the key. If they did not click, the movie was not going to work. Yeah. And uh, he said, neither one of them were the first choice. Uh, They went through a lot of people before they got those two. And he said, it just was, Perfect because they just clicked, and he said, "You're going to be inside this guy's body through the whole movie, so you guys have to somehow click." And it worked. Yeah, it uh, did. Because he said the way they wrote it, the idea was um, almost like a Martin and Lewis movie. What if you put Jerry Lewis in Dean Martin's body? <laughs> what would happen? And he said it just worked great. They said that Dennis Quaid could even do like a Dean Martin impression on the set. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's see Costner do that, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> he did, uh, didn't he do it in this movie? <laughs> uh yeah, so John, it held up for you though? It really held up. I was I was laughing my head off. I just loved it. You know, Nicole had never seen it. I was sure she had seen it, so we put it on. We were here one night. And I said, I'm just gonna watch the movies for uh and she's like, I don't think I've ever seen this all the way through and she we got almost all the way through, and she, she had to go to sleep, but she goes, I really like that movie. She gave it a 7.5, Yay! so that's her score is a 7.5. But uh, I said, it's kind yeah. of your formula. It's, it's kind of the buddy comedy that you like. It's just the one's yeah. inside the other. That's the only difference. Yeah. Had yeah. any of the other cast and crew here at the uh, Superiority Complex, had any of you seen Inner Space before? Yeah. Or were you, you were familiar with the, the premise, obviously, because we watched uh, Fantastic Voyage, but had anyone else seen it? I'd never seen it, uh, Jake. How about you, buddy? Have you yep. seen it, Justine? Uh, that's a no? I think I've seen a very small portion of it, but not, not the whole thing. I like that. That's a very that's a very good pun. A very small portion, Jake. What did you think? Not having <laughs> not having seen it before. Oh, I thought it was fantastic, Jake. Let me ask um, you, Let me ask you a question. After this movie, yeah. how many times did you favor Sandy? With a rendition of "I'm an old cowhand" in a mildly offensive Arabic accent, <laughs> uh, every time, all the time. <laughs> that is a funny scene, though. But did you? You did like it? Yeah, I mean, there's so many.
3: There's so many just throwaway scenes that are so funny. Yeah, like when the when the henchman, like the assassin guy, uh, Mister Ego, Igo,
0: whatever. Yeah, yeah, Mister Igo, yeah, and
3: yeah, Mister Igo. Um, Knocked him out, took him out, car got towed, and so he knocked the guy out of the of the meat truck, or whatever, with uh oh, yeah, kicked, yeah, yeah, uh, what, Kneed him in the junk and then proceeded to kick him in the head with uh with um Jack Putter's feet. Living <laughs> left <laughs> <laughs> so, so hard for no
0: because it's funny, it is funny. Did you oh. did you recognize that bad guy? Did you recognize Mr. Igo uh Jake? Yeah, did you recognize I don't rec- remember what He was the uh he was John Matrix's nemesis in Commando. He was the fat guy wearing oh. the chainmail. And then he was the lead punk uh, mohawk guy in uh Road Warrior.
3: Oh my God! And oh, just looking this up now. He was in Weird Science.
0: He was Lord General. That's right. That's right. Which is a takeoff on the Road Warrior uh, role. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the comedy held up for you, uh, Jake. You thought it was funny. Uh, I thought the comedy was funny when Jack Butler was dancing
3: in the <laughs> Just that whole <laughs> stuff, stuff, like, like all little scenes that.
0: That'll just pass you <laughs> by. That are so funny. Yeah, it's just like a, there's like the, it's like a, kind of like a montage thing. You're just going to, we're going to let Martin Short do what he does. He's going to do his Ed Grimley dance to uh, Sam Cooke. But it's funny. And you kind of see, I know I'm going to step on some toes, but you kind of see where fellow Canadian Mike Myers may have stolen some of his moves. I'm just going to put it oh, out absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just and
3: we n- else think um that Dennis Quaid has a little bit of Jack Nicholson vibes going on. Well, they have the same <laughs> grin. Kevin Costner vibes.
0: They have the same, same They have the grin. they have the same grin for sure. They kind of have that that uh that that little uh cookie eating grin as people say. Kind of a little he uh, He's got that kind of grin. He could have
4: played the Joker.
0: Yeah, little little sly little uh and then you wanted to say, you wanted to hear him say, "Who's the best pilot you ever saw, baby?" From the right stuff.
4: <laughs> yeah, you could tell he's definitely playing off of that. I think the right stuff might have been the movie before this for him. I, I don't. Know, it might have been like the year before, and you could tell it's definitely tapping into that vibe. You know. Uh.
0: So yeah, I'm always I'm always interested in your take on the uh, on the comedy, Jake. But did you enjoy the uh, the the science fiction element of it? Did you enjoy the story of it? You know the whole. I mean, I love that. Fantastic Voyage, so
3: this is the, along the same lines, and yeah, a lot of practical effects. Um, yeah, not nearly as noticeable as Fantastic Voyage. I would <laughs> yeah. hope.
0: After, yeah. What 20, twenty some years, but. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. Yeah, what you know, what was funny with me the, the difference between this and Fantastic Voyage is everything in Fantastic Voyage looks vast and here you know when he's in the arteries and stuff it's almost claustrophobic you know everything's yeah. kind of closed yeah. in and
3: it rides, yeah it rides that line of being claustrophobic but you can tell how massive it is and- yeah yeah yeah
0: all right cool I'm glad you enjoyed it all right uh what she said. hey thank Hello, you very much for a great scene for Justine in there too yeah mm-hmm got to see some some Kevin Costner ass all right uh Patrick you got to see Kevin Costner's behind in this one uh yeah. what did you think my man
2: Uh, Well, you know how I felt about Fantastic Voyage. Yes. I Uh, I forgot. I gave it a three. Uh Jesus. I forgot. Why? Why'd you give it a three? Uh, I I just didn't enjoy that movie, but uh, this was just okay for me. Like, it wasn't something that I loved. Uh, I laughed a little bit, but overall, it wasn't, like, super enthralled. I found it more entertaining than Fantastic Voyage, but... As a whole it really wasn't for me.
0: Patrick mm-hmm. off the show. Okay. Um
2: <laughs> I don't know like it was just okay like it, it nothing through it like I really loved.
0: What about the and lovely Meg was- Ryan in an early role and in, in doing very well?
2: Yeah, she was okay.
0: She can do yeah. com- She's mm-hmm. very she's very good at comedy. <laughs> Meg Ryan can really do but comedy. Like, she's funny.
2: like for a hand. Yeah, she's funny. I think she's good at it. Um I, just, I don't know. Overall, wasn't my favorite.
0: That's it. I'm huh? just just gonna leave it there. Like i just gonna poop on it and then just walk away, huh?
2: Well, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't. <laughs> you know, he um, just, just like, and walks away. Well, that's it, hard. I just don't have. Yeah, I don't have anything like I can say that I really liked about it. It was just okay.
0: Yeah, that's always hard. It's always harder to judge a movie that's just uh, in, in your, you know, that you feel is mediocre. It's harder to come up with yeah. reasons to, you know, you're just like, eh, it was passable. It's easier to come up with stuff yeah. that you either hate or love. So I, I get it.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just like I'm right in the middle of the road. All right. I could, you know, if it was on TV, you know, I may watch it, but I may not. I don't
0: know. All right. So you're not you're not a big Martin Short guy either. I think I think that might be another thing.
2: Uh, maybe I don't know. It could be part of it.
0: And the fact that you keep confusing Dennis Quaid and Kevin Costner and won't see that they don't look alike is really telling as well. You, you can't be bothered. They're
2: twins.
0: To not there's not twins, a, First of all, they don't look anything alike. <laughs> like nothing. They look nothing alike. Uh, yeah, I, I have the same thing. I used to get uh, Mila Kunis confused with somebody else In that era, that was popular, that wasn't her, and I can't ever remember. I can't ever remember who it is, but I always used to say, "Oh, it's Mila Kunis and so and so." Uh, But yeah, I get it. All right, let's go to Justine. Justine, let's talk about it. it. Let's talk Um, taco. I've talked
1: about this movie with you before. Yes, trying to remember an old old movie that I watched when I was little. You
0: you told me about the phone Uh, booth scene.
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. In the car. In the car scene. T- I remember those specifically. Yeah. I just never realized it was this movie. Uh-huh. So I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it, though, it was just kind of connecting dots in my mind. Or like, just like pieces in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, it connected everything and told a story now.
0: All right. Um, I like it. I like where this is going. Uh, in n-
1: Short just... He annoyed me when he did that whole freezer car thing because I'm like, let go, let go of the door. You're going to make it on that car. It really bought that really bothered me probably the most. (laughs) I also didn't like that. um, He kissed Meg Ryan, you know, with his eyes with um, the other guy's eyes closed. That kind of bothered me. (laughs) <laughs> That's her woman. Like you're only getting that kiss because she thinks you're him. And uh, anyways,
2: just <laughs> was kind of creepy. Like just- that bugged
1: me. I'm like, really, you're gonna like jump on this man's woman? I don't know. The whole thing made me mad with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise, I mean, I thought parts were funny. Uh-huh. I
0: didn't think the
1: whole thing. I mean, it's kind of aged. I feel like I probably more enjoyed it just because it was something I realized. I've seen already, mm-hmm. and I was just surprised and really happy to see it again
0: um, uh, go ahead, as I'm an adult. It. But uh, yeah. other than that, it was like, oh, it was more just like a revisiting of something where you're like, oh my god, and, I remember yeah, this, it just, and it all came together for you.
1: It all came together, and I was like, oh my god, it's the car part, and it still kind of freaked me out watching it. because it, it freaked me out as a kid because I'm like, oh my god, there's miniature people that can get shrunk, and they can go after you and kill you. And
4: That is weird. That's very disturbing. When, <laughs> yeah, You know, when they're putting their hands over their eyes when he's driving. And
1: the thing is, yeah, the, the, and I know the they, they use some <laughs> big, weird little miniature hands that freaked me out. <laughs> so watching like that part of the movie towards the end, I was like, yeah, this is what terrified me. So, good job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's good cool. job.
1: It still I'm looks sure pretty good. Um, it still looks pretty good. There are just parts that I'm like, I don't bet why. Like, why wouldn't he let go of that door and just fall into the car? Because it's They're more, already there. wow,
4: this, this that scene more. really bugged you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I was like, let go, let go. He's, like, I, I think go. It, went think, on, it, it yeah. just went on for too long. <laughs> I was like, yeah. come on. Um,
0: she's really taking Joe Dante to task, John. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But I enjoyed watching it, I, but I also think I enjoyed it just because it was something I
0: remembered. Okay. That, that's fair. Sentimental sentimental favorite. That, that's fair. Uh, yeah,
1: it was a weird feeling.
0: There's yeah. a movie that in my head that I saw when I was a little kid. There's two movies I saw, and I, thanks to the internet and my brother, uh, I was able to figure one out. One was when it was a movie about when, and it scared me as a kid. People would, people would turn, people got cut and turned to salt is what I remembered. There was like a people that just turned into like a salt pile and I could, I, I saw the movie as a kid and uh, years later, my brother goes, yeah, do you remember that movie where uh, the they, there was a solar flare and then everybody turned to salt? I was like, what the hell? I, go, I thought I dreamed that because no one ever heard of that movie. <laughs> And I swear I had asked him about it before, and he'd never, he never, He's like, no, that's not a movie. And then all of a sudden, years later, so th- I'm not kidding, this was like two or three years ago, He we brought it up, and I was like, what was the name of that movie? And I Googled it, I finally, he remembered it enough of it that I Googled it. And I found it what on YouTube. It? It's a movie called Where Has Everybody Gone? And it's a Peter Graves, like a NBC movie of the week, TV movie from like 74. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. Peter Graves and his family are in a cave when there's, Solar flares go off, and uh, first it makes the animals go crazy, and then they happen again, and I think that's when everybody turns to salt is what wow. happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's called Where's Everybody going? Yeah. The other movie this I... This was
1: definitely... This was one of the movies that I still remembered as a kid, and I could never figure it out, but... Um, yeah, I saw clips on YouTube, but I still never saw the full movie. So this was the first time seeing it... Or at least I thought. But when I watched it, I'm like, oh, I have seen this whole movie. I just never really remembered it. And But I have one other movie in my head that I still don't know the answer to it. And I don't think I'll ever get it give, yet.
0: Give it to us. Give, let's, let's do it. Describe it.
1: I honestly have no idea. Like, I know there's a space. I, I can't remember if it's a spaceship or if they're in a body. And I was kind of hoping I would see that scene in this movie. And it wasn't. Um, and the surface that they're near is this nice smooth surface and it's this bright like flesh looking color I just remember the ship traveling a lot in weird locations that I have never seen before and that's just mm. in my head and I don't know anything else in it like I don't know the actors in it I know the mm. spaceship and I still know what those scenes look like were I
4: there, do, were did, were did, were there aliens?
1: I don't know. I'm. I still try and search for it, but I can never find it. It's still one of those movies that, in my life, I hope I figure it out. Get, give
0: us an age. By. Give us an age that you saw it. When did you see it?
1: I would say it's around the same time as this movie because I confused those two movies. In so respect. it's. Uh,
4: Was it a ship, an ship an and an they're on a? F- they're on a flesh colored surface.
1: Yeah, you see it flying though. I don't see them actually. No, they do walk around in it. It's this bright background, and they're crawling through. I just.
0: It wasn't explorers, was it? What is it? Explorers. I'm Were, they where... yeah, well, yeah. Were they kids? Yeah, yeah. Kids in no, spaceships. It's adults. Adults. Oh, that's adults. Okay, then it could be. Uh, was it uh, two thousand and one? A space odyssey.
1: See, I'm looking, I don't think she was watching
0: that as a little kid
1: I don't know I watched anything nothing was rated
0: Check out, okay. check out 2001 A Space Odyssey And check 2010 The year we make contact Check those two movies
1: It's not Explorers
0: so you don't remember If there's like
4: aliens walking around Or anything like that
1: No I just remember the scenes being really bright And smooth Hmm, hmm.
4: Bright and I
1: honestly cannot. That image still stays in my head, and I cannot. That's crazy.
0: Out movie and they're Justine. And, I'll tell you. And this, they're walking. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Justine. Mm-hmm. There is a movie in my head, and I can close my eyes and see it. There's two men working in the desert. I don't know what they're doing in the desert. They're out there. I don't know. if They're digging. In my head, they have tools in their hand. They mm-hmm. are near what looks like a circus tent. There's like lights strung out like across like this, like a tent. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden there's like an earthquake out in the desert and they look and they see the lights on the, like the light, the string of lights like moving back and forth. And that's it. It's a movie I saw when I was a kid. My parents were watching it. I've never seen that scene in a movie. I don't know what movie that is, but it's in my head and I've never come across it in like the 40 years since I saw it. I've never come across that scene but I've looked and looked hoping that it would be uh, something you know so
1: I honestly thought I'm gonna see the scene that's been in my mind forever and I still cannot find it
0: oh. I'm mm. so
1: excited for this film I'm like no but it solved another one but it's not the one
0: as, as our friend Wow as our friend uh, Leon in uh, Blade Runner said there's nothing worse than an itch you can't scratch. No. Mm-hmm.
4: John, yeah. what, what, I feel like if I I feel like if I had just a little more information I might be able to crack it <laughs>
1: yep, that's how I feel <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, was, and I it saw it it was for
1: inner space because you can type in like shrunken people like kill
0: killing yeah. oh you know what it was it was Star Trek 5 no <laughs> what if it was what if we do all the Star Treks but we skip 5 and that's where it is
4: yeah. yeah, when you said when you said a guy turning to salt, I said I thought, hey, it's the salt vampires from Star Trek no, that was,
0: <laughs> I would have known that right away, my friend Yeah, 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 so John please find my movie too, don't just focus on Justine I'm the host, so find my yeah. movie too
2: And if any of you listeners figure it out, yeah. tweet us
0: yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. tweet us at Soup Complex You
1: can just see the image in my mind and figure that out
0: Okay, Minority Report We'll try to work on that. <laughs> That's it. It was Minority Report. Yeah, what if that's it? Uh, no. Uh, her recordings could be admissible as evidence, so let's we might see. be able to. All right, guys. Let's move on. Before I start thinking about this movie, I can't get out of my head. Me and Justine are going to go nuts. It's going to be like a Lovecraft story. You're going to walk in, and we're going to be like foaming at the mouth, going, yang, yang, <laughs> El sol salió anoche y me canto. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about it guys. Robot Cop. Take it away. We didn't We, rate. Didn't, uh, we didn't rate it. A Robot Cop, Interspace, all 10s. 10s, 10s across the board. Moving on. Jake, what'd you give Interspace? I give it an 8. Beautiful. Good score. Good score. John. <laughs> yeah, I I give it an 8. I'm going to give it an 8 as well. Jake, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Justine. That's the first time I've ever done that. Justine, Uh,
1: seven.
0: (laughs) Nice, nice, Patrick.
1: Never, I've never in my life been called Jake.
0: All right, well, I'll I'll tell you what. This is the last time. I think that's the last. I'm going to tell you, (laughs) Justine. You are slightly more attractive. That's. I'm just going to say it. Uh, Patrick, Uh, I'm going to give it a five. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay, five is not bad. Uh, okay, so you so, like more voyage, so. okay, you liked it more than *Contesting Voyage*, so. Yeah, you liked it more than *Fantastic*. Yeah, voyage. I, th- I think it was. It was. It was. It was all right. What I think you should do is watch those two movies back to back. That'd be a great double feature, huh? Justine, was the movie you're thinking about in color? Yes. It was in color. All right, There mm. we go, John. So Maybe we, got... we
1: should play that game where you have to guess what it is and you have to ask me questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's not a good game since you don't know the answer figure either. It out. That's okay, <laughs> I'm playing twenty questions, but you don't know the answer. We're gonna we're going yep. circle back at the end of the show to this. We're gonna think about it because I know John's brain is working. He's gonna be talking. Uh, yeah, about... I'm working
4: overtime on he, this. He's gonna be thinking. <laughs>
0: he's gonna be thinking about robot policemen, but he's really gonna be thinking about mm. this in the back of his head. Yeah. RoboCop is up mm-hmm. next. 1987. Take it away, Patrick. Uh, RoboCop released on July 17th, 17th,
2: 1987 received 7.5 on IMDb, 60% on uh, or 90% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, with a budget of $13 million. This grossed $54 million.
0: That's weird, John, because I remember these movies being really big hits, and then you, you see the take, and you're like, oh, it only made $57 million." But, but in those days, that was a big take. You know what I mean? It
4: was only later that it, movies, if they didn't hit $100 million, that they were considered a failure. That, for 87, that was a big box office.
0: Yeah, I think was Batman the first one to go over a hundred? What was it? it was,
4: I can't remember. It might have been Jurassic Park, but I know that for a while there, nobody could crack a hundred million, and then after that,
0: Patrick's typing I, it I in know it right Lion now. Lion
4: King, I think Lion King was the first I think animated one from Disney to hit a hundred million, and after that, people started expecting that if it's going to be a hit, it's got to crack a
2: hundred million. You know,
0: Patrick, hit that up.
2: Jaws, nineteen seventy-five. Wow hmm wow well,
4: well, well Jaws played all summer long yeah, and that's yeah that's and, you know that's
0: why it got everyone's attention they said oh my god but I think that might a have been with that like, was that initial box office or was that with re, re-releases because back in those days there was no uh, video so they re-released
2: domestic the, the, uh, theatrical rentals
0: alright Google uh, first to hit uh, 100 million in its initial run Google that first movie to hit 100 million in its initial run let's go computer come computer computer hello computer Computer. uh does not
2: give me you know what mario doesn't give me a list
4: Uh, you know what mario jaws was um the thing about jaws was that was the most prints they ever put out on the same opening weekend they had this idea actually yeah it was jaws
0: Oh, nice. Okay. It was Jaws. Wow. You know, I think, I think
4: with a lot of movies, you could only make so much because there was only so many prints. And with Jaws, I think that was a record amount of prints that they, they sent out. It was the most theaters. I think it opened in the most amount of theaters all at one time. And that really made, is one reason why it made a lot of money. It that's, took a, a risk, you know,
0: that's smart. That is smart.
4: Well, it, they had a hunch and it paid off because it really was, it was selling out. As I recall that first couple of weeks, it was selling out, you know.
0: All right, let's talk about RoboCop now. Fifty-seven million, which was a lot. It was a huge hit, cultural phenomenon, and of course, this kicked off the popular RoboCop versus Terminator franchise that we all wanted but never got. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, who had not seen RoboCop? Everybody had seen it. the The original. I think so, Justine, you had seen it. Shakey, yes. you had seen it? Mm-hmm. All right, Justine. Let's start. Let's kick it off with Justine. Justine, give us your thoughts on Robocop. Of course. You guys want to give the, the plot uh, breakdown? Or we all know the story. Everybody knows R- Robocop pretty yeah, well. We all know the story. The- um Dead
3: Man turned Robocop to fight crime.
1: It's pretty dated, very violent.
0: Yes, Verhoven.
1: Shots are just going. Through their bodies and exploding when mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they have like their scene at the conference room I was like I did not remember that part
0: that <laughs> is probably the most epic squib death uh, ever so gory. If, if you guys can think of a better squib death I want to hear about it on Twitter at soup complex but that uh, that is a squib that is a ballet of squibs on one guy yeah, because on this one yeah. you actually see—you don't just see the squibs. It looks like his legs are being ripped open. Um, yeah, there's some the, yeah. parts are falling off of him. Yeah, par- Paul Verhoeven is like that was his signature. Uh, he would up the violence, uh, you know, to the next level.
1: And so, it was just shooting. I was like, well, what? What is happening? <laughs> what are these bullets? <laughs> um, They're big, big bullets.
2: Big bullets.
1: <laughs> big bullets. Um, big bullets, big bullets. Yeah, and then he has his dreams. I don't know. It was it was pretty dated to me watching it.
4: Yeah, uh, what was dated? What was dated about it?
1: <laughs> Everything is dated. What, <laughs> the the way effects? the house looks, the effects.
4: The mm. only
1: part I thought was super cool, and I still kind of liked it. Now was when they're when he's in the hospital and they're talking to him, and you see the grid, and they zoom it in. Yeah,
3: yeah. That part is like, you're it like looks- when they're tightening the
0: iron.
1: It still looks super cool watching that part. I'm like, wow! Like they did a really good job with that.
0: Um, yeah,
1: I was very impressed with that.
0: I, I don't know uh, if it's dated just in so much as it's an 80s vision of the future, so everything looks 80s. They're still driving maybe, 80s. They're still driving. Maybe
1: 80s. that's what it is. Still driving, and it yeah, is weird it, that it is supposed to be the future because I'm like, eh, they didn't try that hard.
0: Yeah, it's just well, the, it's thir- well, it's been 33 years, you know. Yeah, well, this <laughs> it's like. What I like, what I do like about RoboCop is they don't try to do – there's no flying cars. They don't try to make this the future look too different. And for me, I think that's why it kind of works better because it's like, oh, that's a city out there. There's no flying cars. They kind of got the future better than a lot of other movies um, like Blade Runner. They didn't give a year. They didn't give a
4: year, right? We don't know how far in the future it is. Was there a year? Uh I don't think so. I don't think so. 2017, It's supposed is. to be like the. It's like the near future. I don't think they ever give you a
0: year.
1: When they do, like the house tour, I'm like, that's kind of what people are doing now. They're doing on um,
0: yeah. virtual tours. Yep, <laughs> right. They didn't mention COVID though, so that gets we're going to dock them for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah when you see some cool. future ones with the masks, it's like, whoa, they really did predict that. Uh, yeah,
0: Justine, w- um, did you think the effects of RoboCop were good, though? I, like, I think that that holds up, like the makeup they did on him and when he's especially when he takes off the mask. Oh,
1: yeah, he looked. Yeah, that looked pretty good. Um, his leg thing was kind of funny to me, but still cool when he did the little. What is it when you get the pistol and you spin it on your finger? Oh, and you yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I love that.
1: When it went into his leg, I was like, "All right, that's kind of cool." Um, but the when the when that big robot was going down the stairs, and it just looks like a big claymation thing between the two of them.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ed two oh nine. I didn't
1: like. Yeah, that part. I was like, "Uh, it's not. That's not realistic to me at all." So
0: it moved like a robot. Mm-hmm. It's all stop motion. I guess the Ed stuff was all stop motion. It moves yeah. like it moves like a robot.
1: A robot. A robot.
0: <laughs> it just a robot. To me. A robot. Who was that? Was that,
4: that was Phil Tippett? I guess what Rob Bowton Rob Botin did the uh the makeup. And I guess uh, Phil Tippett did all the stop motion stuff for Ed. I
1: don't, and I don't buy I I don't buy it with her calling him Murphy and like just moving on from that. I feel like there should have been more I don't hmm. know. There's this, it was just kind of that's it. Like, you're not going to make more of a big deal out of it. You're not going to try to keep helping him. I don't know.
0: She did help him.
1: She did, but I just, I don't know. I expected more out of it. They
3: were only on one thing.
1: Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, I, the I last time- I
4: think when he, uh, when she like reaches out and he says, I need to be alone now. And she, I think that would have been the moment she would have tried to make more of a connection. And he's just all, I want to be alone now, <laughs> you know. Uh,
0: let me ask you guys this b- b- before we go on to the psychological uh, ramifications of uh, being a robot cop. Uh, as- aside from John, did anyone recognize Nancy Allen and where did we see her last?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I recognize her, but I can't. I don't know. The what last time
0: we saw her, she was making out in a plane with Tim Matheson and getting Sean shot down in the La Brea tarpets by John Belushi in nineteen forty one. That was the last time we saw her. She was the she was the girl who got turned on by airplanes in uh nineteen forty one. Nineteen forty one. Yeah. She was
4: she was also yeah. in uh she was also in Carrie, if anybody saw the original Carrie, she was one of the girls. Uh, that was uh, in uh, Sissy Spacek's class.
0: The great Nancy Allen, underused, never. I, I don't know why. I always like I like her in whatever she's in. I don't know why we didn't see more of Nancy Allen.
4: She's underrated. Uh, you know, she was in dress to kill too. I think she's married to Brian De Palma. I oh. think she's
0: in a bunch of Brian De Palma's stuff. Ah, uh, okay. But All right. um, she's not,
4: she's underrated. Always good.
0: She's always yeah. Good. She's great in this. You know, she's kind of a you know. Yeah. Like, you know, but does a lot with the, with the little she's given. She's still good. I like Great it. Great entrance. Yeah. Great entrance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, She gets to slug that guy. Yeah. Um, I love it. So, uh, Justine, did you, but you liked the, you like the story itself. You liked the robot cop. You liked, I buy that for a dollar. You all I like all that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like that. They didn't just accept that, that it was wrong of them to do it. Um, I don't know. I like, I liked it. It was good.
0: What did you What did you think of the kind of the 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 tough captain who ends up being okay in Beverly Hills Cop being a total bastard in this one? What did you think of that?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I just I don't Welcome know. I, I felt like he's I a cop killer. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I had no connection to any of these people, though. Like I just didn't feel anything for any of them.
0: Not even Murph. I didn't
1: feel for. I didn't feel for the RoboCop. I didn't feel for like any of the people there. I only felt for the first guy in the beginning who got shot at the conference meeting, whatever their meeting. Was, oh, like that one—that
0: just the, so random... was the only
1: guy I like cared about. Otherwise, I didn't care about anyone. Man, that you
0: didn't guy. Care got... about Murphy?
1: No, I didn't care for Murphy.
4: Wow, hmm. because they didn't give him enough time. I mean, they barely establish him as Murphy. He gets slaughtered pretty quick.
1: Yeah. But, um, and- I mean, I felt bad when he died, and then I just didn't care for him after that. When he came back alive, I didn't care. But he so had like his dream. memories.
4: His memories of his family that didn't uh, touch it no. all.
1: Oh, but I do like the way that they show that they kind of show show him like the camera backs away from them, like oh shoot, like his memories mm. are disappearing, and I yeah. do I, like I like when they show his view of things. Um,
0: it's the point of view. It yeah. Was okay. okay. That that that's fair. That that's a fair assessment like maybe if they spent more time in that world with his family, you would have felt something later on when he when he does become Maybe
1: if his maybe if his family didn't move away and he went there looking for them and they you
0: know or fine without him or I don't know,
1: upset because of him. I don't know. Okay.
0: That uh, that's fair. That that's fair. Yeah, you do kind of think that he is gonna have some sort of closure there and see them. You know, they yeah. do they do kinda lead Something. you to believe that, that that something's coming there and it, it never does. So I, 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 I that's a fair that's They a-
1: just repeat the same story that the kid this like him saying, like Dad, did you do that? And you know.
3: Yeah. Just his a- dad's a hero. He needs he wants to be a hero for his boy.
1: Oh yeah, we heard the story you're talking about. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, 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 yeah about we know.
1: I'm saying that, and then now we're seeing it. That's why he you does. Any other- That's why he does
0: the twirly thing with the gun. Justine, you bring up you bring up a good point though. In a movie, it's always better to show than to say. You know what I mean? You you show it, it instead of the same of-
1: exact story. But now we saw it. Like I don't care.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: It yep. Doesn't help me.
0: That's a valid point. All right. Let's go to Jake since Jake was ready to jump in and defend the the uh the RoboCop Murphy. Uh Jake, what did you think? Iconic. Iconic
3: 80s movie. I I forgot how brutal this movie is at times. Mhm. When Murphy just gets absolutely blown to pieces. Mhm. Just kind of shocked. At first. It's a it's, terrible, terrible death, isn't it? He <laughs> blew his hand off, blew his arm off. Yeah, the guy in the main conference room just getting eviscerated by Ed. That mm-hmm. was just crazy.
4: But, How about the guy with the toxic waste on all over him. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
0: God, so awful. No, it's like it's borderline slasher flick, but like all the violence. Yeah, uh, Yeah, it's it's almost like a trauma movie for a second there. With the, uh, it's like Toxic Avenger. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, That's what that's kind of what put Paul Verhoeven on the map. Jake was his like his, you know, he he, he added that extra touch of violence. But I think in a way he's kind of making a commentary on you know violent movies but you know but also embracing them, you know.
3: Yeah, I can see yeah yeah.
0: Okay you see that? Yeah you see what I'm saying yeah, see yeah. Where I'm going with that? Yeah, I see. I'm picking up what you uh, and did you uh did the did the story hold up for you? Did you uh like watching it again. Because there there are movies, you're right, Jake, there are movies in the eighties that are kind of iconic. You know, Predator is one of them Terminator is one of them, and we remember scenes, and RoboCop is definitely one, we remember scenes, but it's different to sit down and watch the movie beginning to end, so did it hold up for you?
3: Um, I think it was,
0: yeah, I mean, it, I still like
3: it, Um, yeah, the story is a little shallow, mm-hmm. at least for Murphy, um, and you don't really get a whole lot about the world that they have, because they don't, I mean, it's fine that they don't give you a particular time in the future, but you just wish you knew a little bit more about the world and what's going on, apart from old Detroit being
0: just like just the scum, just the scum of the world. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. Detroit is always in the movies, always te- seems to be uh, a metaphor for like the worst the, the worst a city could possibly be, which is sad considering it you know what it went, what what it once meant to especially the United States as far as manufacturing and you know being the motor city and all that stuff. But, you know, even as far back as like Kentucky Fried Movie, John, remember? There's that scene where yeah. they, they they do the uh, they do the Enter the Dragon parody and he says, says the guy's like he's gonna torture him and he says, Send him to Detroit And the guy's like, No And that was back in like yeah. seventy what, seventy four, seventy five, right in there so it's kind of always been yeah, a, a it t-
4: looks um you you see Detroit now it looks like a third world country it's unbelievable that that's within the borders of the United States you can't
0: believe it. Yeah, how did we let it get that way? You know, how did we And it's and obviously it's been that way for a long time if it was in 87 we were talking about it, you know.
4: Oh, you uh, know, back to the 70s, yeah. Uh
0: but uh, so Jake, did you um I was going to ask you about uh you know w- did, what was your first uh uh, memory of this movie. How old were you when you saw it the first time? I can't remember how old I was. And
3: I only remember bits and pieces. I remember, I remember a lot of the stuff with Ed cause I thought Ed was really cool. Yeah. So I remembered him coming in. I remember him. In, I remember him shooting the guy in the conference room, but I don't remember all that blood, but <laughs> I, most of the scenes like that I remembered. And then the last scene where Murphy, um, had his helmet off and he, they were in they were kind of in the they were in the water.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. But I don't remember much else from it, but I did see it. Yeah, so you saw it again. It holds Most of it holds up. Uh, yeah, most of it. The story
3: is, yeah, this just, again, the story is a little shallow, but, I mean, it's
0: still a cool concept, so I like it. All right, let's go to uh, Patrick. Patrick, what did you think? Me. It's it's Robocop what's not to love
2: it's a ridiculous movie with some of the most ridiculous deaths you get to see <laughs> on screen like there's not many that qualify uh it's it's a ridiculously fun concept and uh I enjoy watching it uh, yeah I love Robocop it's it, i can't I can't say a bad thing about this movie like I totally
0: get it. I actually think about it. it. Yeah, no, uh, it, it, it's not for me. It's fun, and um, I you know this is this is a movie I don't revisit often, and every time I do revisit yeah. it, I'm always surprised at how well it holds up. And again, I think it's because yep, I agree. There's a minimal of uh, you know like there's minimal use of blue screen or you know any kind of animation aside from Ed Two Hundred Nine. But to me, I like. Stop motion. I like that. I mean, yeah. Like see, that. that goes back to Harryhausen for me. So that herky jerky movement, it's just like, oh yeah, a, mo- a robot would move that way, you know. And so uh, I, you know, I like my robots to move herky jerky because then when they don't, it's that uncanny valley thing, and you you get weirded out by it. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. yeah. So I kind of like that that they use those effects, and it's like, yeah, I want a big robot to move around like that, and then open up with like obviously like dual 50 caliber machine guns on a guy standing six feet away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That scene in the conference room is pretty sobering. You realize, Oh, we're in for it. This is going to be uh this is going to be some, this is going to be some yeah, violence. This is start the movie. Yeah. This is going to be some... got obliterated. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And it doesn't stop. The, you realize
2: the. You,
4: you realize the boardroom is just as brutal as the streets. You know, it's just like dog eat dog.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. John. Um, so yeah, well I'm glad, Patrick. Did you were you did you see this movie pretty young or was it did it come to yeah, you? Yeah, I
2: think I probably saw it at maybe like ten or eleven.
0: Yeah, perfect age, perfect yeah. age for that kind of thing. Perfect age to see someone's hand get blown. Yeah, of course, because <laughs> it's just scary enough when you're that when you're that age. Yeah, yeah, still, it, it's slightly terrifying. You kind of know it's pretend, but at the same time you're like, mm, I don't know. They might have shot that guy's hand off. Um, <laughs> they may have shot him apart. They might have shot him apart. But I, you know, uh, yeah, I, it, it, this movie held up for me. Uh, John, did yeah. you see this in its initial run? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it was
4: definitely more. It was more brutal than I think anything I'd seen up till then. Uh, for that kind of movie, for kind of like a comic book sci-fi movie, yeah, uh, it seemed it seemed much more brutal than anything I'd seen. Uh, previously
0: <laughs> and, uh, you, but obviously you enjoyed it otherwise.
4: Oh yeah. I thought, you know, it's right on the money. I mean, um, there is a point to be made that maybe there's not enough setup time to see what, you know, they kind of, uh, just give you a little peek that this guy is probably basically decent, you know, out of all these cops, he's probably a good guy. And they just give you just a hint of what, you know, his life might've been like before he gets shot up. Yeah. But, um, I thought it was enough it was enough. And there was a sadness, you know, when he starts dreaming and kind of putting it together, who he might've been before he was killed, you know, that, that when he says, I, uh, I can feel them, but I can't remember them. You know, that's, there's a sadness to some of these, there's a couple scenes in, in, you know, within all the crazy action and brutality, there are a couple scenes that are really poignant. And, uh, I always thought this, this and two other movies from this era kind of tapped briefly into that, uh, that sadness that the best universal monster movies had. And the other two were, uh, the fly with, uh, Jeff Goldblum and also, um, uh, dark man with Liam Neeson. They both have moments of, uh, a sadness where it's not just horror. It's not all horror. You, uh, you see like a peak into, you know, uh, you know how how sad it is for the person that's yeah that's being transformed. Yeah, unfortunately, in all those movies the hero is being transformed into something terrible. You know, unfortunately, we're not we're, we're, we're not
0: we're not going to get to see the fly. We we won't get to that. But uh, yeah, you're right, John. That's a great example of that. Um, and uh, John, do remember? Do you remember Dark Man? Yes, of course, Sam Raimi. Uh, yeah, so it's the same vibe. That
4: same sort of vibe. That scene where he's just sitting there and he's he just remembers just enough. Of his family, and he's got the mask off. So now you're seeing that face. You're seeing just what he went through to be grafted onto that uh, that robot body, and uh, that just gives it another dimension. So it's not all just you know jokey violence and and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: it gives gives a little more. A little more depth. Uh, in, in, you know, like, like Justine brought up a good point, there isn't enough time to get to know him, but then I'm always surprised that they do stop to give him a couple of moments where, you know, it's not, like you said, John, it, it is a comic book movie, but it gives, there's more, to me, even though they don't give you the setup, there's a lot of depth that here that, that's surprising for this type of movie. Yeah. Where he's not just it's a... just,
4: it's sort of like, it's just sort of like in the periphery, because most of it is... Pretty fast and brutal, and you know a lot of really, um, a lot of just craziness. It's you know when you think about these dystopian uh, sci-fi movies, this one is just way over the top. And uh, it's true when you think about all the deaths by gunfire; it's just insane. Mm-hmm. But um, it's this—there's there's moments where you realize that a lot of this is parody. All the all the TV news stuff.
0: Oh yeah, all the times
4: that they break in with the news, and you just go, God. This is a parody, but that is pretty close to the tone that the day, the nightly news strikes sure. when they're reporting this stuff. Sure, you know, it's on to the next commercial, and you know, buy this cereal. You know, it's just it. It's kind of close to the mark when you think about it. And this Definitely. would have been about the time that Reagan was talking up the Star Wars uh, satellites. Hey, hey, you and you all get
0: that. that one scene where the Star Wars it accidentally incinerates like what eleven hundred people or something. It like blasts, including
4: little- two ex-presidents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, John, what I was going to make, the, the point I was going to make is look at look at the argument it's making about things like privatizing the police, which now we have private prisons and we have uh, yeah. things like that. So in a lot of ways, um, it, it it's it saw a lot of what was coming down the down the pike, you know, uh, and, and was like
4: the police are like, really, it's all military stuff. Like they're talking about that right now. How when the cops roll, and a lot of it's like it's military grade uh, weaponry, you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's that's it's yeah, it really kind of uh, in a way, it kind of predicted the way things were going to go.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's uh, they really did a it's weird that uh, some of these movies you're not thinking it's going to have that that kind of substance, and yet it does. And I think Paul Verhoeven does, yeah. has done that a couple of times. Um, so he's he's, yeah. kind, he's kind of a hard director to pin down because he's his work is varies wildly sometimes, but uh, I think he 's definitely yeah. a guy who has something to say, and whether we agree or we want to hear it is a different story, but I think sometimes you know he 's definitely a director who who has a has a message he wants to get across, you. Know. How
4: do you uh, how do you compare this? I've never seen, believe it or not, I've never seen Starship Troopers.
0: So how do you compare this to Starship Troopers? <laughs> well, we're gonna see, we're gonna watch Starship Troopers, uh, John. You're gonna see it for yeah, this yeah. podcast. Um, you know, no, I'll tell good. you what. You, where there's a parallel is with the news. That's kind of a theme that runs through uh, Starship Troopers, like using propaganda to uh to mm. kind of uh yeah. you, you know mm. the use of propaganda and how you know how how it gets people to uh kind of uh, respond you know so that's kind of what what you see in the nightly news here you're going to see it taken to the nth degree in uh, Starship mm. Troopers and uh you'll like Starship Troopers John just because it's like you know we like giant bug movies which is uh it's you know such
2: <laughs> good, it's such a good movie John
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping I don't know how i missed that one I don't have any guarantees, but I'm hoping to have a special guest uh, for Starship Troopers who can give us some behind the scenes, uh, some some behind the scenes stuff on on the making of that movie. So, uh, no guarantees. I'm just I'm going to try to line it up. But uh, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, ask someone I know to be on the show for that episode when we discuss that one. Hopefully, by that time, we'll be able to have them in the studio. And we'll, we'll all be back face to face again. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, John, I was watching this again. I w- again, I was surprised at the, the poignancy of some of the – and I'm also surprised at how good the effects are. His suit is great. Um, the whole thing yeah. where he's in the suit and grafted in and, you know, it's – you've got to give it to uh, – to, uh, um, why can't I think of his name? Oh, Paul Weller. Paul Weller. Sorry, Peter He's, Peter, 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 Peter Weller. Weller. Paul Weller is the jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Peter Weller. You got to give it to Peter Weller because it can't be easy to act like a robot and still have something come yeah. across. And he does have. I think.
4: Um, I think uh, somebody told me he took. Uh, I can't remember what it was now. He took some lessons so he could get all that sort of movement down. I don't know if it was Tai Chi or ballet or what, but, or yoga. But he took something. So that he could move his body like that, and uh, he trained so that he would move like a robot, you know?
0: That, yeah, it looks great. It's great. It's It still works. And yeah. uh, dead or alive, you're coming with me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> dead or alive, you're mm-hmm. coming with me. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. That, yeah, it's just a, it's a whole... You know, it's it's all about how dumb TV is. There's a whole commentary. There's this whole thread running through yeah. it, uh, you know. But uh, yeah, and then you get uh, you get a lot of great character actors like the Sarge. You know, there's a lot of great characters, and the, you know what a great villain. You know, the the Boddicker is such a great, just scumbaggy villain that you're just waiting. <laughs> yeah. You're just waiting for him I think to that's,
4: get. That's the first time I ever saw Kurtwood Smith. And I could never watch that seventy show without flashing on what he was like <laughs> in RoboCop. Yeah, works? Yeah. Of, C-
0: of course, yeah. yeah. He's
4: such a he's such a rotten dad, and you are always thinking, "Wow, this is this is Clarence from RoboCop." <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I love it. He, he looks of the same, just slightly bigger. He just looks slightly like yeah. more muscular in this one, but boy, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. He's so good as that villain. Yeah. Yeah, just you, you yeah. really, you really want him to get taken down. Um. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I yeah I dig this one. And again, you know, I wish there would have been just more interplay. I think I'm with Justine. I would have liked to see more of a relationship, not necessarily a romantic relationship, but just more of a relationship with him and and Nancy Allen because she's such a you know she seemed like such an interesting character, and and again, someone trying to do the right thing in kind of this crazy, you know, you know this crazy world. So uh, uh, let's rank this one. Uh, let's start with Justine. Justine, what do you give RoboCop? Seven. Seven. Okay. That's respectable. Patrick? Uh, eight and a half. Eight point five. Jake? I will give this seven and a half. Seven point five. John? I give it a nine. This is very high up for me. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. I give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. It's right up there, even with inner space, which is why I felt it was interesting that they were a uh, that they were together they were together they were both solid eights in my book, so uh yeah, um you know they get that now I got that Robocop score in my head do <laughs> yeah love it uh uh-huh. yeah well one day we'll see Robocop versus Terminator. I don't know why it never happened uh who wins uh Just seeing who wins between Robocop and Terminator. Terminator. You think so? (laughs) Yeah. Why is that? He's my Raven. Or or is it Yule Brenner from Westworld? (laughs) Oh, he's the ringer. He's the ringer.
1: He's going to be a bar making jokes.
0: Yule Brenner for sure. (laughs) wants some milk from his mama. What is it, John? What is it? He says kind of he says kind of
4: sloppy with your drink. I think he wants his mama. <laughs> uh,
1: Patrick And he never like stopped. He just kept going. Yeah, he was yeah. the original
0: Terminator. You line him up. On- He's the original <laughs> Terminator.
1: Saying. Terminator's like that too. Terminator's like, I'm gonna keep going. He's way more driven yeah. than Robocop.
0: You think so? <laughs>
3: yeah. Are
0: you are you implying? I, I smash the Terminator in a press. To kill me. Are you implying that Robocop Justine. is? Are you implying that Robocop is somehow lazy? Is that what a, the tone? <laughs> I'm picturing Justine saying? telling like, Robocop. Terminator,
1: all of a sudden, you just have his eye left, and it lights up.
0: And still yeah. Yeah. She, just, she just called him a bitch. Yeah, I mean, Robocop does have to eat baby food. That is true. I, I, mean, I mean,
1: Robocop can't even. Yeah, shoot you just a cop. take away his little
3: banana, his banana mush, and he's done. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Patrick, <laughs> what RoboCop do you say? Can't Ro-
1: shoot I- a cop unless they're guilty. So that's his fault. Oh,
0: well, that is a great scene when he's like, <laughs> "You fire, you're fired." He's like, "Thank you." Yeah, I love that he shoots. I love, yeah, because he. See?
1: He needs it's, permission, uh, and Terminator doesn't.
0: Yeah, Terminator is more of a Terminator much more, more of a it's easier to get forgiveness than it is to get permission, kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, I get it, but I love that he filled Ronnie Cox full of bullets, and Ronnie Cox still screamed on the way down out of the building. Like he, was, yeah, uh James are huge Patrick so long. You notice that? Oh yeah, yeah. It did look. Uh, it did look uh, out of. Uh, uh, out of uh, proportion. Uh Patrick, what did you what do you say Terminator or RoboCop?
2: Uh unfortunately Terminator uh, he he's an unrelenting unstoppable machine and I definitely think RoboCop got knocked down pretty hard.
0: You guys are aware that Terminator was killed by humans, right? And every time it comes out yes. it, it's a human being that kills All right. Uh Patrick? Yes, yes. You know what it is. RJ? Um it's. What do you say, Jake? Oh, it's got to be Terminator. Uh, John, you were going to say? Yeah, it's Terminator, but you, you have to understand with
4: Robocop, out of all those um, androids, he's the one that probably has the most of his humanity left, which isn't much, but it's there, and that's probably his Achilles heel. That's his weakness is he's still got some of his humanity left. I see. Terminator, it's-, it's, just a, it's just a killing machine, and that's all he does.
0: I'll say his humanity is his advantage, John, and he'll be able to outsmart that AI. So, I'm going uh, go, to go I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go RoboCop. I'm going to say RoboCop mm. wins that one. I'm going to mm. go
1: Predator. I'm going to go Predator.
0: <laughs> RoboCop versus Predator? Uh I, I I still I feel like RoboCop's got a shot. I feel like RoboCop's nah, got okay. a chance. Okay. RoboCop
1: RoboCop can't get dirty. He probably like What do you mean he can't get all his little neck circuits all go crazy? Yeah, no.
4: What do you mean? King, right. What do you mean? Can't get dirty? RoboCop. Or, who would win? RoboCop or King Kong? RoboCop. RoboCop. Clearly,
0: RoboCop.
2: All Have right. You seen that who would dance? win? boom.
0: <laughs> who would win? Frankenstein or the Wolfman? Uh, uh. Well, okay. Frankenstein's the doctor, so the Wolfman.
4: Ah, good, good, very good. Mario. How do you like that? Chuck?
0: <laughs> I like that. I'll tell you who wins: the Invisible <laughs> Man, because he's the craziest. Yeah. He gives no that's Fs. Right. I, I, I heard no, a rumor. No afraid of him. I was going to say, I heard that's a right. rumor, Justine, and you just said it. Even the moon's afraid of him. I don't know if that's true. Who would win,
4: the moon or the
0: invisible man? Uh, well, the moon, because... Oh, no, the, the invisible man. <laughs> Because even the moon's (laughs) (laughs) afraid. Also, if you shoot a rocket into the moon's eye, it just makes a weird face. So that's is
4: that the is that the greatest? I think that's the greatest image. That rocket ship in the moon's eye is the
0: greatest. With that weird pie face, nightmare fuel. Yeah, Yeah. nightmare fuel. Melty
4: pie face.
0: Good, melty pie face. Uh, That is a villain on. I don't know what Dick Um, Tracy. Yeah, well, we're going to see Dick Tracy. No, we're not. I was going to watch. Yeah. I was going to do Dick Tracy. Oh, we're not. We were going to watch it. And then I watched it on Disney Plus, And I remembered all the awful Stephen Sondheim oh. songs. And I was like, I don't want to do that to you guys. I've, I've, ah. I've unleashed enough hell on you. Why would I want to unleash? Interesting. Son- Bless you, COVID. Why would <laughs> I want to <laughs> unleash Sondheim on you guys? Ah, Interesting. Yeah.
4: I forgot that that was Sondheim. Is it? is it one
0: song? Sondheim. That one Madonna song? Yeah, there's a bunch in there. It bores me. Is there? Gosh, Sondheim okay. bores me. I, I just can't. I
4: forgot that he was... Uh, I thought he wrote songs for Dick Tracy. Wow. Ugh.
0: <sighs> Oy.
4: Maybe it could be a special... How about a special edition where we just fast forward through the songs? <laughs> uh, yeah, we could how do that. How about we just watch Sweeney Todd? Isn't that? Isn't that Sondheim? Yeah, I'm joking. We could watch it with the sound down.
0: I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. Can't do Sondheim. Me neither. I can barely do Lloyd Webber. I can do like two Lloyd Webbers and that's it. Which is worse, Andrew Lloyd Webber or Sondheim? Sondheim. Which is worse, RoboCop or or Sondheim? Well, I'll tell you what. At least Here's the thing about Lloyd Webber. At least the, the songs are catchy. Everything with Sondheim is depressing. You know what I mean, you know at least you know non and and no melody, yeah, at least Sondheim I mean it's you know it's pop, but it's like it's poppy, but at least, at least there's there's you know there's a melody there and you they're kind of catchy sometimes, they're not always the hey, best, but yes la la land or sondheim uh. I would take the gas pipe on that one. Uh, just give me <laughs> <laughs> How
3: gas pipe
0: I'll tell you the Jesus. one advantage I'll tell you the I'll tell you the one advantage La La Land has over Sondheim is that opening number is catchy. If the rest of the movie was like that, that would have been great. But uh, that opening number for La La Land that on, where they're on the freeway. That's a nice, really you That's down. a really great song and then you're hoping the rest of the movie is going to be like that and it's not. And then you're just it like it just keeps going. Yeah. It just keeps on going the whole it way through. It just keeps yeah, going. The I know are, what I it don't is.
1: remember what the songs are called anymore.
0: Like yeah. It's just
1: I don't
4: even know. I know that La La Land offends Mario's jazz sensibilities.
0: Well it's just that guy that the guy who wrote he also did whiplash and uh you know he's he's like it's, ah. jazz is always like a thing with a thing with him but like i want mm. i want jazz not like music real jazz yeah i don't want musical style jazz i want jazz jazz real i want the real stuff i want the real want you want the good stuff yeah mm-hmm I don't want Robocop mm-hmm. ripoff. i want I Robo see. i w- i want Robocop you know what I mean mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I would give the son of the La La Land has a slight edge because that opening number is is really good. So you're saying you prefer La La Land over something if, if I had to, that's if weird. I had that's to, I mean. Well, here's a, that you like okay. comparison, <laughs> here's exactly why you can say that, Jake, is because yeah. I can watch, I can nap through two hours of of La La Land if I have to. Listen to all of Sondheim's works. I can't sleep that long, so I'm going to be awake for most of it. So yeah, I'll take La La Land. Can we quote you out of context? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to come back Mario. to
3: the recording. I'm going to chop it up and we're going we're, to get him slow. We're, La La we're
0: going to go full circle here, and we're going to because we're going to do some Lloyd Webber because I can't do it. Shout out to Eric of Erica You know what's coming? We can't mention Lloyd Webber, and we can't we mentioned Letterman already so we have to do it John you know we have to do midnight and the kitties are sleeping way down in the cellar while the birdies are cheeping yes
4: we've been doing we've been doing that so long that I've begun to think that 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 is a song from Cats
0: (laughs) good old uh, good old Letterman man man I remember laughing so hard when I first saw that. Uh I saw that live. I I got had to have been about maybe eleven ten or eleven, staying up late wow. to hear and then they would rerun what I used to love is in the summer they would rerun the old lettermans. So I would kinda catch yeah. up I would catch up on stuff that uh that I had missed. You know, they wouldn't he would kinda yeah. take he would kinda take summers off. Do you remember that? He would kinda take a few yep. few weeks off in the summer. And so I would catch yep. the reruns I used to- and yeah.
4: I, we, we used to tape. We used to tape the reruns. All the stuff we missed. We would tape it, you know, because oh. we you'd start catching up on stuff you couldn't watch because it was a school night or something, you know. Oh,
0: fantastic, man! Good stuff. Yeah. Midnight. How about a little something from
3: Cats? Paul. All right. He's giving us the Mandela effect, making us think that that's actually in the movie.
0: Yeah. It's a, what, what if they, Letterman should just do Cats on? They should just have him come out in like the in like the cat suit and sing that song. No. Hey Mario. Yeah, talk to me, Goose. Are we uh, Are we gonna do uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? You know, if we were, it would have come up by now. And I thought, I'm not kidding, John. I was literally just thinking about this today. I thought I had that. Um, here's the thing: not all of my digital copies are in one place. But that one should oh, nah. that one should be. Let me check. Talk amongst yourselves, really quickly, guys. Okay. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and
4: carrots. Yeah, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Who would be happy? Who would be happy if that was on the list? Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? I wanted to be on the list. I love that movie. Yeah, I'm with
1: it. I recently watched it. How recently? Uh, two months ago.
4: And how did it hold up for you? It was the same. <laughs> but I mean, is that good or bad?
1: No, it was good. It was still good. I still enjoyed it. It's good.
4: I spent. I watched it, like, two nights ago. I found a copy for five bucks, uh, and so I popped it in, and it held up 100%. Well,
1: I was watching, like, a bunch of, like... I don't... I mean, I was talking about it with you guys, how they go over movies, and they talk about, like, creating it, and then they go over the props. So I was watching it about Roger Rabbit, and then I ended up mm. the movie. Because they Pretty had a little... Um, the stand-in for Roger Rabbit was this like little doll guy and they found him and he was still kind of... He was okay looking.
2: <laughs> they were like talking stuffed rabbit?
1: Because they're talking about just like old movies and how they just didn't know to keep it... Um,
4: the props. You know? Yeah,
1: just how to take care of it and how all of it was just kind of fading out and they're trying to make it look better again, but also trying not to mess, it, mess with it too much.
2: Yeah.
1: I could have swore I Nowadays, had it. I guess
0: I don't.
4: I okay. It. I just, I, I, cause I just, the other night I popped it in. I hadn't seen it in a while and I just, I was just kind of amazed how well it held up.
0: Let's talk about it. How was it?
4: It was great. It, I mean, it just held up. I was, it just, uh, it didn't seem uh, dated even though now, even all those animation effects would be done digitally.
0: Is it on uh, but, Disney uh, plus?
4: Well, I, uh, no, you know, I found a copy for like five bucks. I found a new copy, uh, for five bucks, so I thought I'm not gonna wait. I thought this might turn up on the digital movie club, but I'm not gonna wait. I just popped it in two nights ago uh-huh. and I just thought, wow, this this still really holds up.
0: I'm looking it up right now. Who
4: and that opening bit is the greatest, you know. The th- the way it opens with the with the cartoon. Yeah, that's that so uh, in the kitchen. That's
0: so great. Uh you yeah. know.
4: Uh it is on Disney Plus. I know there's some copies. There are some copies that have the other three Roger Rabbit cartoons. My This copy doesn't. Does but every, somewhere I've got a copy where they give you the other three. There's like Roller Coaster Rabbits and Tummy Trouble.
0: Does everybody have uh, 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 Disney Plus? Uh, Disney Plus? Yes. Yes. Uh, let's throw it on there. We'll we'll do it towards the end. We'll do it after when we get out of 88. When we're leaving 88, we'll do it. We'll throw it in there.
2: Oh, um, Speaking of Disney Plus, October seventh, uh, Mandalorian season two.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Put it,
2: put it put it on your calendars.
0: Love it, love it.
2: I wonder—is this all episodes? This must be stuff
4: that they shot before the virus, huh?
0: Sure, I'm assuming. Yeah. Sure, there's I'm, no way to shoot up now. Well, they they probably shot it this year earlier, la- late last year because i think it yeah. i think it was in production for season 2 while season 1 was happening they had already yeah, yeah they had already done it because they knew they were going to it wasn't it, like they had to wait for it to be renewed they were just going to do it right. because you know <laughs> yeah uh so we're going to do darkwing duck for
4: <laughs> wow yes. there's there's a name
0: from the past <laughs> yes darkwing <laughs> Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Darkwing the Duck. Yeah, I love that show. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, what? No, what? You guys don't. You guys are pretending like you didn't love. Um, Howard the Duck. Yep. Pa, uh, I'm. I'm gonna say Jake is the only one that loved that movie. I don't I never know. Gave
3: us his scores for it. You'll get it. You'll get it.
0: When you watch it.
3: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get all the movies that i haven't watched or that I don't have scores for all together, and then we're just gonna we're just gonna just pound them out real quick i don't wanna i don't wanna like drip one here one there
0: no oh yeah what not did you that. what have you watched already you just watched something not i watched, i saw i watched some movies. No, oh, yeah, we can't. We don't want to say it because John will want to know right away. So we're not going to name the names. But I do know that you've been catching. Yeah. Up. Oh, I know.
4: Oh, I, I know because I
3: don't. I you said, most of the older movies.
4: You told me you watched the
0: Invisible Man already. I did. I did. We'll find out those no stories words. eventually, no until, guys. If we're going later. to be adding movies, uh, just uh, all willy nilly, we're going to also add Turner and Hooch. We're going to add Sister Act, and we're going to add Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. Also, like it. Also, The Great Mouse Detective.
1: Can we also, can we watch Sister Act 2?
0: No, we are not watching Sister
2: Act. <laughs> and we're going to
0: watch
3: <laughs> Leprechaun 2 or Leprechaun 3 in the Hood.
0: Oh, for, about, uh, for, for, yeah, we should do a crossover. Act. We should do, we should watch Leprechaun and do a crossover with HVH. That'd be great. When, um, did, Leprechaun, be when did Leprechaun come out? Well, first one. Uh, Leprechaun, the original was like late. I want to say 80, look it up. Oh, 93. Was it 93, really? I'm thinking of trolls. I'm thinking of trolls. I'm sorry. thinking of trolls. All right.
1: I watched that at a sleepover at my friend's house when we were little. Leprechaun? A bunch of little girls watching the Leprechaun.
0: Was it scary? <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Every time we slept over at people's houses, we watched a scary movie. Yeah, that that, scary movie.
0: That, that's what you do. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw Leprechaun. I saw what is that movie? Children of the Corn or Corn and Children? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> do you watch that? All I remember about Leprechaun is like, don't wish for big boobs or a butt or big lips because they just explode.
0: Wow. Okay, so let, I want to give you guys the schedule for the next couple of weeks. Uh, so we got Summer School and Santa Deliver uh, next week. Let's uh, let's let's do some. I'm going to do some arranging here. Ugh. What? What's wrong? <laughs> <Bloody>. <laughs> she
1: edited her whole
3: list. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh,
0: after Go that, ahead. the week after, mm-hmm. we're going to have a World War II weekend work week, and we're going to do Empire of the Sun <laughs> and Biloxi Blues. Do you have those together?
1: That's already there.
0: Okay. What's for this. week for next week again. I forget. Uh, stand and Deliver, and a great Carl Reiner, underrated Carl Reiner movie called Summer School. Summer. School. Summer school with the great. You
1: want me to read you what's coming up next?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you if I agree or not.
1: <laughs> okay. You have Empire of the Sun, Glossy Blues. Then you have Bull Durham.
0: Bull Durham and
1: coming to America. Correct. A fish called Wanda. Mm-hmm. Midnight Run.
0: That's going to be a great weekend. A great weekend. They I live. Keep, thinking, keep saying. Police
1: Story too.
0: Got it. Got it. Perfect.
1: Changing. Anything.
0: No, it's not changed. Perfect. Okay. Now we, we, yeah, we're, we're, we're chugging along and then we've got uh, the
4: one thing. uh, The one thing that you hadn't given us was empire of the
0: sun. I think.
1: Nope. That's in there.
4: Is there? So what are you pairing it with? You're pairing empire of the sun with what now? Biloxi Biloxi blues.
1: Blues.
4: Okay. Get excited. So will that be the, the, uh, the week after this next week? Yes, sir. Okay, Empire of the Sun and Biloxi Blues after this next week. Okay.
0: Get excited. All right, guys, this has been a great show for John, for Patrick, for Jake, for Justine. We will say this transition ends now. Fight the power.